Welcome to the Evolve Your Game podcast. My name is Jose Antonio Fernandez. I'm a high performance coach, author, and tennis philosopher. Our mission is to help people to live fuller lives and to tap deeper into their own potential. Hello, Antonio. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me here. My name is uh, Abhishek Bastola. I go by Avi. I'm 24 years old and I'm a tennis player from Nepal. I came to the United States six years ago uh, following my tennis journey. And I graduated from St. Mary's College of California where I played division one tennis there. And I graduated with a business administration degree. I speak three languages. English, Nepali, Hindi. I've uh, represented Nepal in the Asian Games twice and South Asian Games. And, uh, and I've won nationals uh, from, uh, for, uh, from Nepal for when I was 16. And uh, I left the country to pursue my uh, tennis dream. Okay, I'm pretty sure we're going to touch again uh, the... Um the Asian games uh, farther in our conversation. I'm curious about that. Yeah. But, but first of all, uh, how did you start playing tennis? How was your beginning? Yeah, so um, I was a very athletic kid uh, since I was young. And um, I was uh, really into sports, uh, basketball, football, uh, uh, running. Um, and I was a very active kid and my dad, Played, um, my uncle had a tennis court in my hometown, Pokhara, Nepal, um, and my dad played recreationally, and I followed him. Uh, I would go watch him, and uh, that's where I sort of picked up his racket and then started hitting balls, and um, he saw my interest in uh, the sport, and that's where he uh, put me uh, in some tennis lessons with my cousin, uh, and that's how uh, that was the beginning. And how old were you when that happened? I was eight or nine years old uh, when I first picked up a racket. Okay. And is tennis like a popular sport in Nepal? Or w- um, what are the popular sports in Nepal? There's uh, football, cricket, um, uh, boxing, judo, running. Uh, but tennis is one of the least popular sports in Nepal. Okay. So you pick up a, a very um, uncommon activity, maybe, as a sport for, for your um, country. Yes. Okay, good, good. The tennis was lucky to have you. Tennis? Uh, tennis was so very lucky sport, to have you. Uh, But yes, I mean, I was uh, lucky to play this beautiful sport. Privileged to play this beautiful sport. N- nice, nice. And you mentioned a little bit your father already, as uh, he was the one that um, you you pick up his racket and you started to play tennis with with him. Uh, but did they have any other role on your tennis growing up? Your mom or your or your dad were they like the ones that were very engaged with your training, or they would just drive you to the courts and leave you there and you do your own thing with your coach? How, how was their their role? 
Yeah, so um, my parents have been very supportive uh, financially, emotionally um, throughout uh, this journey. And um, so since I was young, my goal was uh, w- uh, when I was young, my goal was to beat my dad and uh, my dad would beat me uh, when I was a little kid. And uh, that really uh, drove uh, the fire inside me that, oh, I want to beat my dad. Uh, I remember he would he, he played a set. I I practiced with this coach and I was I challenged my dad saying oh you know let's play a few sets and he beat me O and O and uh, that was a a very um, uh, aha moment in my life that you know I just wanted to beat my dad you know in the beginning and um, so um, but uh, in terms of their role um, they've been very supportive especially um my mom in my earlier days, you know, she would cook for me. She would watch my practice. She would, um, she would know what I was going through inside. Uh, she would feel me as a mother. Uh, uh, so that support I got from my parents, um, even though tennis is not the popular sport in Nepal, I am very blessed to have um, their support until to this day that uh, they still support uh, this dream and ambition uh, and passion I have for the game. Okay, uh, but for example, you see a lot nowadays, especially in the United States, that parents go with balls of baskets in the court to the court with their kids, and they feed balls and correct and teach. Were your parents engaged on that way or outside of the court? Um, yeah, they were not engaged at all in that. Um, that sort of way and it's always my interest that drove them to um, support me um, in the other aspect uh, whether it's financially or or me uh, giving me that opportunity to play some tournaments elsewhere but uh, they were not um, putting any pressure on me uh, uh, one uh, in terms of um, outcomes of the uh, results yeah so you were the the motor of uh, your tennis no you were driving the the bus correct no? yes okay good and um let's go to your to your first coach uh what was your your um like uh, philosophy or learning style at the beginning with your first coach was it very technical oriented or more uh game oriented like hit balls and see how it feels or, or playing points or, mm-hmm. or um, what was it? Do you, do you have any memories? Yeah. So I started in my hometown and with my cousins. And um, um, so, uh, uh, so in, as far as um, uh, coaching style in Nepal, uh, there aren't that many uh, coaches, knowledgeable coaches. So, I remember I, w- I would do a lot of drills with the basket with my cousins, um, just forehands, backhands, uh, midcourt um, ball, volleys, and then overhead. And uh, it was, uh, there was not much structure. It was just an after school thing and um, just hitting balls uh, basically. And then there would be a tournament once or twice a year. And that would wow. be highlights. Um, and I remember um, in my earlier days that I lacked match play that, I hit pretty good strokes, but I had no idea how to construct points, how to win points. Uh, so um, 
and then after that, uh, later on, I I was really uh, focused on playing a lot of matches. Uh, in, in and, and how how was that transition for you from playing two tournaments a year? Uh-huh. Then what? Then you play ten tournaments a year, or you went from two to twenty? How was that? And how did you feel while doing that transition? Yeah. So in the beginning, uh, earlier uh, when I was when I represented Nepal too, after playing two or three tournaments uh, a whole year in Nepal, and representing Nepal in juniors, I would just be very nervous, and I just didn't have that confidence. Uh, you know, I would look at the guys, uh, and I would think everyone is better than me, and um, I just uh, just going competing outside uh, Nepal, I would think everyone is better than me, and. Uh, and later on, um, I started to figure out that it's it's not so much about me. You know, tennis is just a game, and uh, I don't have to play perfectly to win the match. Uh, and a lot of the points are won. Uh, I mean, are in in the error, so I have to keep the ball in play. And and then um, that that sort of style became my uh, my go to. You know, just keeping the ball in play, like moving my feet like crazy, like working hard. Uh, so I kind of discovered that and kind of stuck to that. And then later on, I um, started adding more dimension in my game. Okay, great, great. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that um, I, I found that very interesting when you say two tournaments because kids play a lot of tournaments here in already when they're very young sometimes. You know, you have 12, 13-year-old kid playing almost every week in a tournament, no? and, and you and you had to. I didn't have many also when I was a, a kid, mm-hmm. uh, back in my hometown in Chile, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, eight tournaments per year. That's mm-hmm. it, no? And it was a highlight also for me to play a tournament with. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I have to say that I felt the stress of competition when I started to travel and I had to compete every week mm-hmm. at a higher level. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a little bit stressful for me. What, did you feel the, the same? Like, like wow, um, this guy's good. The other guy's good. Everybody's good. No, in, mm-hmm. in, in Chile, it was not like that. I, sometimes I had one, two, three rounds that were a little easier. And then, okay, as the tournament got uh, towards the end, it got more difficult. How was it for you, that uh, that experience? True. Um, yes. So the same thing like your experience, Antonio, uh, in Nepal, like uh, the level of competition wasn't that high. So, um, you know, winning matches, I, I knew that, um, you know, um, I always had this pro aspiration and um, that uh, going outside uh, the country, the challenge was was much higher. And it was it was kind of hard for me to accept that reality that, um um, and then doubt inside me, I might not be good enough for this, but, um, uh, and I think as I played a lot more matches in, um, later on, uh, towards when I was, um, after coming to us, I started to figure out that, you know, um, we started being more comfortable playing matches and okay. the North started to slowly fade away. But since my earlier junior days, um, I just had no idea about, um, uh, where to hit the ball. I was sort of just going into the fight <laughs> without much knowledge. Nice. <laughs> okay. And uh, did you have any role models, like uh, a player you admire? Like you say, wow, I love, um, I don't know, Djokovic or uh, Federer or Nadal, some, some inspiration from that side? Um, 
Yes, uh, when I was younger, I would look up to Djokovic, kind of model my game up to him, um, you know, see, uh, watch him on Australian Open on TV and try to model my game um, a little bit like um, his back and um, his movement and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he was kind of a, an inspiration, a mirror where you look at yourself. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, in, in your trajectory from let's say between your eight years or in your uh, time in the States, in college, did you have any moment of insight that you learned something that was very important for you? And you say, wow, I hadn't figured this out before and now I understand. Did you have mm -hmm. any moment like that? Yes. Yeah, so um, I, I think, um, yeah, um, as I started to play more matches, um, I, I figured out I was very obsessed with power. Um, while playing tennis and and um, just trying to hit the ball hard, uh, you know, and uh, power sort of um, took over my immature brain uh, earlier, and I, I started to figure out that uh, playing higher percentage, more uh, um, mixing up paces, uh, more first serve, um, little examples like that uh, allowed me to be more freer and. Started, started um, helping me get more rhythm into the match, and, and then after that, I started to become more freer. Uh, whereas uh, before, I would just try to have an obsession for power, and which would I would beat myself, uh, and that's the opponent's job to do. And I started more competing and playing tennis, not beating myself. And that's that's the aha moment for me that. Uh, you know, not beating myself and that's for the other guy to other guy's job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not partner up with your opponent. Yeah. <laughs> not battling myself. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's beat me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good. Can, can you, can you tell me a little bit of that experience of the Asian games? How, how was that? Yeah. So I was first time I represent, um, it was in Incheon, Korea, 2014. I was um, blessed enough to be on the same uh, locker room with Hyun Chung, Den Sistomin, um, uh, Nishioka, Yenshin Lu. So um, for me, that was, uh, uh, it was, it was like a dream come true, like just uh, being there, uh, playing, representing my country. I was very young, 15 years old. I played, uh, we played against India. And we lost, but um, just uh, I, I, after I lost my match, uh, I just, um, the sense of pride to represent my country, to be there, um, really gave me uh, more motivation boost to um, keep uh, pursuing uh, my dream. Nice. Uh, and, and another thing, for example, when you see Nepal, we from this side of the world we think immediately about buddha and and, and buddhism and the philosophy and peace and love yeah uh, were those cultural values like visible in your sport in tennis there or are those two separate uh, worlds tennis and and, uh, and the i don't know because i imagine people there being more more aware about uh, mm -hmm that uh, cultural aspect yeah yeah definitely Nepal. it's two separate aspects 
But, um, you know, tennis is a very uh, small amount of people play tennis or know about tennis in Nepal, uh, whereas Buddha, um, spirituality or religion is a big part of Nepal. So tennis is, I would say, a very small, uh, you know, um, they are not related at all. It's, but, but how do people behave in the court? For example, do they go and cheat as well in juniors? Um, um, I would say labor was very cheap. So we had like chair empires. Um, okay. All kids in some of these tournaments. So, uh, um, but I, I don't think people cheat that much. Um, I think they're pretty fair um, in terms of, uh, they're pretty good sports. Uh, players do have ego within themselves, but uh, in terms of, um, in terms of, um, sportsmanship um they are pretty fair so the the cultural uh, buddhism values like translate a little bit to the world of sport like um the way they compete with each other was like a, a, a more fair way yes it was very fair way uh competing a uh, respect for each other and um respect for elders um this sort of uh stuff culturally um it's uh it's it's more in a lot of Nepali people. Okay, beautiful. I like that. Uh, another question, what is your biggest challenge right now as a, as a tennis player? Biggest challenge? Uh, I would say uh, the opportunity to travel and play. Um, uh, since I have a Nepali passport, it makes uh, it very challenging to, uh, to travel, to play tournaments. I have to get visas. Uh, uh, in advance, a month in advance to go anywhere. And um, so that that's the challenge apart from tennis and uh, tennis-wise, um, just wanting to compete, um, you know, week in, week out. And yeah, not have yeah. An opportunity yet. Yeah, okay. So you are like a lion in a cage <laughs> yes. waiting to come out. <laughs> Good. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they free up the lion. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> to go to battle yeah. and what is, what is um, uh, one or two things that make you the most happy about tennis what what, what um, brings you joy yeah it's the excitement excitement of um, the unknown like what's going to happen you know I go to the tournament I don't know what's going to happen so the uh, that and the challenge um, of a tennis match. Uh, I mean that brings uh, that brings the happiness uh, and then the nerves before the match. You know, a night before. So it's I'm in a different mode if I'm playing a tournament whereas practicing. Uh, every little thing I uh, enjoy uh, and uh, being in tough environment. Uh, that's what I makes me happy uh, about tennis. Mm, nice. So you enjoy the the challenge of competition, the thrill. Yes, hundred percent. Beautiful, beautiful. Good, good mindset there. And um, do do you have any any like dreams with with tennis? What do you dream about? Uh, just like any other kid who picked up racket, uh, you know, my ultimate dream. I would love to play Grand Slams one day. You know. Uh, that what keeps me going, uh, representing Nepal in the Olympics, um, 
winning medals for uh, my country in Asian Games, South Asian Games, um, whatever, um, and putting Nepal in the tennis map. That uh, that those are the things that um, uh, propels me uh, to pursue uh, this journey. Is there any other? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, my my. Uh, yeah. Lack of knowledge here, but is there any other uh, professional tennis player from Nepal right now on tour, like on the top 300, top 100? No, uh, I'm. I would say I'm the only guy from Nepal. Uh, you're the only. Come on, you're the only representative. Yeah. <laughs> one and the one and only. Okay, um, and do you have learned any life lessons so far? <laughs> through tennis that you say, okay, even the day I stop playing, mm -hmm. this is what I take with me and I can teach others. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of life lessons tennis have taught me. Um, few life lessons are like working hard, um, making right choices. I wouldn't use the word sacrifice. It's a choice. I made this choice. Mm -hmm. Um, problem solving you know which is on and off the court um that would uh carry that would i would carry this even if i stop playing tennis having good structure to my day um uh, not being too impulsive you know um that uh letting go um, being organized focusing on the process And uh, trusting the word, work that you put in will pay uh, eventually one day. Yeah. Those are uh, very, very nice values, no? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm happy for your um, awareness there about these values because um, I'm pretty sure one day somebody's going to learn from you. And Hopefully. Yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I share my insight and knowledge about you know this journey, and I'm very grateful for to have played tennis and have this invaluable experience so far. Another another question, Abi, uh, does for example the Nepali press uh, like follow you or, or 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 do an interview of you so so people know that you are here and, and about your journey and they can learn from your experience or you're on your own here and nobody knows? Uh, I'm on my own and the people who are associated with tennis, uh, some of uh, my dad's friend um, or uh, my relative knows that I'm pursuing this. But uh, in a way, I'm not, uh, I'm nobody, you know, I'm not where I want to be. And, um, you know, uh, in tennis, as you know, Antonio, if you're not... Um, top 100 or top 150 you know even like there's uh you're basically uh, no one knows you you know you're a very isolating um like lonely um sport so uh, um yeah based on your question uh it's uh, no not many people know um back home about uh, um yeah also not the tennis community Uh, yeah, no one has uh, any interest or they have other things to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
You, you know, when when I was a young player, uh, I met a tennis player from Japan called Shutsu Matsuoka. Okay. And Shutsu was one of the first players from Japan, his generation. Mm-hmm. And I think he was very important for the country mm-hmm. because after him, he, he became a, a pretty good player. And after him, like Japan had a, like an antenna for tennis. No, they, oh, there is this sport here and it's a nice sport and we can also do well. No, if he did it, we can also do it. So more people started to play. So uh, maybe you can be the motivation also for so many other kids that don't know about tennis and about college tennis and about professional tennis. So that's why I was curious to see if somebody was um, aware of your steps. Okay. They will get aware mm-hmm. at some yeah. point. Uh, and I have one last question. And it's, uh, if you could go back mm-hmm. and give an advice to the young little Abby, what would you say to him with your experience now? No, you're 24, you played mm-hmm. a lot of tennis, and you go back to mm-hmm. the days when you started to play tennis. What, what would you tell him? Um some uh saying no to some things and saying uh, yes to other uh what i mean by this is um uh, uh, so saying no to um saying uh no to like hanging out with friends um would uh, at night or in the evening would give me like more uh, like it would give me a better quality sleep um or um, don't focusing too much on the outcome. When I'm my younger me, um, trying to develop uh, a complete game, uh, as much skills uh, as possible, even that would lead me losing matches in my junior days and playing a lot of, uh, I wish I could have played a lot of tournaments when I was younger. And uh, I just didn't have the opportunity to play a lot of uh, tournaments. whatever that is, being in the pressure situation um, and yeah. learning to find a way to um, find a way to problem solve. It's great. I love that. Uh, it's a, it's a, I think it's, um, it's a very nice competitive quality when you say I like the stress of competition because I think we can see stress on two different ways, you know? like something that is exciting for us and we like it and s- some people see stress as a, something negative no i don't i don't want to be in that position of competing and uh, uh i think as tennis players we have to find the joy mm-hmm. on that um, stressful situation not that like it no we we are in the game for that yes it's okay. like iron, iron sharpens iron you know there's yeah. a hard saying Yes, yes. They say something about uh, diamonds also. Diamonds are diamonds because of pressure, no? They, they have yes. to be submitted to pressure so they can shine as diamonds. True. Okay, so keep enjoying the, the pressure mm-hmm. so you become a, a tennis diamond. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wanted to thank you so much for uh, talking to me, telling me a little bit of your story. I wish you best of luck for what comes next. And yeah, you have the world in front of you. So many years of tennis still. 
um, if things go well. So thank you so much for being here, Abby, and talking to me. Yeah, thank you, Antonio, for having me and, you know, giving me this platform to share a little bit of my story and my insight. Thank you. So I'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah, see you. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you for listening to the ideas we shared. I hope we were able to serve you well. See you in the next one.